Greetings, folks. Today we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 40th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, how one acquires their legal status, and so much more. And as you know, becoming a resident of Costa Rica is indeed an involved process. More and more individuals and families, they're thinking about it now. And 2022 is going to be a very big year. And with that in mind, I'm so excited about spending some more time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team have helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that is involved with the process for many years now. He's an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm happy to have him here with us. Kevin, welcome to you for the 40th time, and we appreciate your spending a few minutes with us. Uh, we have some uh, lightning round questions for you, and we're real excited about this last uh, last one of the year, actually. Oh, hallelujah. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Just joking. No, Skip, again, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and and your listeners, our listeners, I guess by extension, when we're talking about the podcast, this particular type of podcast. And uh, please, fire away, and I will give you my best attempt to have the right answer. If I don't have it, I will find out. Simply put. Well, thank you very much, and uh, keep in mind this is a lightning round, so we, we don't need those 35 to 40-minute answers that you're so... so uh, Appreciate are, uh, are you accusing me of being loquacious? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't even know what that means. But Kevin, uh, there's a lot of people, as you know, who are calling you and calling me about uh, moving to and visiting Costa Rica in 2022. So I just have a few questions here that's going to talk about that. Uh, first of all, uh, today is Christmas Eve, and I'd like to know, for those who are listening right now, what can you expect in Costa Rica for the next seven or eight days? Um, the reason I ask is in the United States, uh, just about everything is open. Tomorrow there's a few places closed, but believe it or not, you have a lot of restaurants open, and even a lot of the, the big box stores are open, too, on Christmas Day. It's hard to believe. But how about Costa Rica? Does it totally shut down for the next seven or eight days? Depending on what uh, what your official designation is, worker or work for the government, that's sort of an oxymoron. Are you working for private enterprise or are you working for the government? The government literally has closed down uh, immigration without a part of last week, or this week actually I should say. Uh, started slowing down Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, I think we still got paid, but I wouldn't want to take the whatever they produced for the last couple of days and paperwork and what and such to the bank. The they'll be closed next week and officially open up the first week of January, but in reality it's probably the first full week of the next year when it's back up to full force. Individuals, yes we have uh, the box stores here and such that may or may not open. It's a, it's a call by the particular management and the ownership of these box stores. But 
Today is the day, folks. Ready to vote now. The families are getting together. They're sitting there. They're probably watching a soccer game, whether it would be an actual live one or a repeat or a taped one, because soccer is the unifying factor for getting together in Costa Rica for any reason. There'll be a soccer game uh, somewhere in the background. If not, they'll be on the street playing soccer. But tonight, the Tomahawk night, it's uh, family together, it's uh, relaxation, it's sort of jovial, sort of reminiscent, uh, full of expectations for the new year, the born optimists. Always, always, our Costa Ricans are, see the glass as not half full or half empty, but damn near full all the time. And it's a relaxing or an enjoyable, refreshing change to see this. But after midnight, you can almost kiss Christmas goodbye here. It's not a big day on Christmas Day. It's Christmas Eve is the big day. New Year's Eve is a big day here. But the time in between, most people are at the beaches. And it's a, it's a typical flight to the beaches after Christmas Eve. Next day, there'd be traffic like you wouldn't believe because Okay, we hung around home for, for the family and, and such, so Christmas Day or the next day they're off every direction to enjoy their their break. Yeah, I'm sure the, the traffic going <laughs> going to the beach is horrendous, huh? Oh, it's it's a picture a snapshot of, of Hades. Yep, uh, wall to wall. It's the longest parking lot I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, the, the, the fact is, they are building newer highways or up, upgrading the uh, existing highways and such, uh, trying to figure out alternative routes, uh, routes or different types of m movement of cars and such. But we are getting overpowered or overwhelmed by the number of people moving here. They're going to have to start encouraging people to stay at the beach and maybe maybe trade homes for the week of the of the holidays the people at the beach go to San Jose and vice versa I don't know what the answer is but I'm sure the power to be are working on it because they know that here in Costa Rica the tourists the future resident the future pensionado or rentista investor status is the quickest way to get out of this quagmire that the influenza caused. One other question that we're asked a lot, a lot of times, is uh, regarding U.S. dollars and colonies. When somebody visits here, they always ask, should I bring dollar bills? Should I, uh, you know, bring my ATM card? Is there an ATM at the uh, airport? Uh, tell us a little bit about who accepts U.S. dollars in Costa Rica should they just get maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars out of the ATM machine in colonies when they arrive? Uh, why don't you expand on that just a little bit, please? Well, a lot of people in their home country don't have access to colonies. A simple fact. What I tell you, what you don't want to do is come here with a lot of ten and twenties and fifty and hundred dollar bills, U.S. or Canadian or whatever. Particular Canadian, don't do it. 
it's hard to get rid of Canadian dollars down here. In fact, most banks won't even accept them. But for Canadians, switch over to, and European stuff, switch over to US dollars from your home country that are available from your home country. Come down here. Look, if you're going to take a hit of paying or taking $20 bill to a taxi driver and he's going to convert it at a rate that is in his favor, so what? You're still getting the service of getting to the hotel or wherever you're going to stay. Then the first, first full, full working day, or if you arrive in the morning, go to a bank in the afternoon. But do not change money in the airport. The rates are beyond usurious. Uranium, yes. No, they're usurious. It's just that's how they make their living. And people say, well, gee, that's a, that's a great way of doing it. These people take your dollars, convert them to colonies, give you the colonies. Then the next person wants dollars, they sell the dollars, but they're tapping on a horrendous, bigger, big, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's uh, they're, they're in there to make a living, and they really don't care if you get hurt along the way. And I mean financially hurt, not physically. So common sense, if you don't have access to colonies in your home country, get some small bills in here. A taxi driver will take dollar bills just the same as anybody else. They're not stupid. If you if they make it in dollars, they they convert it, or the the wife takes it for her savings plan or whatever. But the fact is, it is not a major situation. Go to the bank. ATM cards, depending on the country you're coming from and the and the. the the instructions you have given the bank or you discuss with the bank, your bank before you come down here, if they have to give a, a signal to the ATM machines or the card holder to that it will allow foreign transactions and such. But that's a part of the due diligence when you before you get here. Uh, if you can't get the ATM machine card work to work, then you go into the bank and do it in person. It's not it's not rocket science, folks. Most definitely. And then, Kevin, uh, the next uh, biggest question that is asked is about San Jose proper. A lot of people, uh, they email me and they say, what should I do when I'm in Costa Rica? Well, that's that's like saying, uh, you know, what, <laughs> what color is a bird? It just really exactly. depends on, on what you want to do. But uh, there's so much to do in just uh, in San Jose and around San Jose that I usually tell the people to maybe spend a couple days there and use it as a home base because, gosh, within an hour you have a few volcanoes, you got the beaches, you got everything you need. Well, I have to speak from my personal advice or my personal experience. I believe there is still a San Jose, and I believe it's doing very well, but I stay away from it as much as possible. I have everything I need here in Santa Ana and at Horacica Zoo. Uh, if I'm going to the beaches, I got to jump of half an hour, or an hour going to the west coast. I am not a big fan of San Jose. I don't like the crowds, the shoulder-to-shoulder traffic, uh, uh, pedestrian traffic, and I really don't care for the cars and such either. It's not a. There's some. There's some beautiful buildings. You know, the old houses that have been refurbished and such. But in, in fact, it is the capital of the of the country. It's got a soft underbelly of un, un I don't want to say undesirable. That's a 
a word I hear too much in U.S. politics. I never wanted to apply it to anybody in Costa Rica, but it's, uh, yes, there's, there's pluses in San Jose, there's negatives in San Jose. Like I say, I, I drove down there a week ago, actually, to pick up a client that was coming in from down south by bus, and it makes your head shake saying, uh, not, not for me. I uh, was glad to pick her up. I was glad to get her to her hotel. And fortunately, I was busy. That's two days later when she had to go back down. Because I, like I say, it's, it's a, a city that has everything that you would want and wouldn't want, period. And then there's a lot of people who haven't been to Costa Rica for a long time. Maybe their last trip was 10 or 15 years ago. And they're, they're always asking me, have the roads improved? Talk a little bit about the potholes in Costa Rica. I know the roads have improved quite a bit, haven't they? Yes, yes. The, you can still find the dirt roads out in the outlying areas. Because remember, although we are... A small country we're also a very small population and therefore it's the dollars to mile or kilometer ratio that pays for the roads and such so if you're driving on a road that literally is being used by the locals and then use rarely then it's not going to be paved and it never will be paved because it's not cost efficient they spend the money on the high traffic areas but if, if I was if I was driving from here to to the beach, I would not expect to see a pothole. In fact, I would be, I would be, uh, it, it, just wouldn't, it just wouldn't happen. I mean, it's it's a highway. It's a it's a four lane and sometimes six lane highway, and and uh, and it's maintained and maintained very 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 well. So, now the people talk about well, I went off the road and I and I went on this dirt road and then I got stuck. Where do you get stuck? Well, when I went off the dirt road, I went on the beach and it was sand and I got stuck. And your story is, or your 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 your, your reasoning is what? Uh, the, the yes, you can get stuck, but <laughs> you can get stuck in a snowdrift too if you if you're driving in the middle of winter somewhere. They tell me from I recall from vague memories of my past life. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, you know what? It's Christmas Eve, and I have some more tamales to prepare. And I know you're probably about ready to eat as well, but we do thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, folks, we have posted Kevin's contact information and his website address in the program notes that are associated with this specific episode. Uh, if you like what you heard today, why not share our Q&A session with your friends and family and perhaps post it on uh, social media because we love to share our knowledge with everybody who gets anything out of it and we'd appreciate your helping us out on that uh, end and finally if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like kevin to cover in 2022 let us know send your request to my email address at costa rica good news at gmail.com that's costa rica good news at gmail.com and we have posted uh, our 40 question and answer conversations on Kevin's website at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. Kevin, thanks again. We'll see you in 2022 for our next conversation together. 
talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica, the life, and so much more. We really appreciate your time. Well, you're welcome, Tari, for the time. And seeing that you mentioned previously that this is Christmas Eve day, I wish you and, and your family and your vast number of readers a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening, folks.